I've got a few tricks because you're listening to Know the Lore Overwatch. Hello friends, it's your lore master Chris here, ready to talk about my personal new favorite addition to the Overwatch roster, and I'd be curious to know what yours is as well. So track me down or comment where you can, and let me know who your favorite new hero is so far and why. Because for this one, it's not just the gameplay style but also the personality by far. Though I promise, Junkrat still holds the ultimate place in my heart. But let's begin. To talk about Kiriko, we also have to talk a lot about two other things to which she is deeply connected. Family and community. And as we continue discussing her life in this episode, you'll definitely begin to see why. Because although Kiriko has a huge personality full of playful sass and spunk, she can back up her words using both her martial arts training and her connection to the Kitsune, or Fox Spirit, skills she learned from her family to protect her community. So let's set the stage for this community and talk about Kanezaka, whose history dates all the way back to feudal Japan. It's a relatively quiet city built along a riverbank that still features many old and weathered wooden buildings before giving way into a more modern, high-rise cityscape. One of its main sources of income is tourism, a popular spot being the Tetsuzan Shrine dedicated to the Fox Spirit, as well as the regularly celebrated Fox Festival and the End of Summer Festival. The shrine itself has been tended to over generations by Kiriko's ancestors, including her grandmother. However, Kiriko's mother did not take up this tradition and instead forged a different path for herself. More on her in a moment. But as a young girl, Kiriko's grandmother taught her the ways of a Miko by caring for the shrine. She was also taught how to heal and summon the fox spirit to which she felt a deep bond. Overlooking Kanezaka, high up in the hills in the village of Hanamura sits Shimada Castle, home to the Shimada clan. Sound familiar? Although the Shimada clan grew into a criminal empire, they watched over the people of Kanezaka traded and bartered with them, and came to their aid whenever they were threatened. Speaking of the Shimada clan, Kiriko's mother, who did not take up the tradition of caring for the shrine, instead found a passion for kunoichi and swordmanship. She married a blacksmith, and together they opened up a smithy in Kanezaka called Yagami Blades, which they ran together while they began raising their young daughter, Kiriko. Now, the leader of the Shimada clan, Shojiro Shimada, took notice of her skills and invited her to be the clan's swordmaster, to which she obliged. As swordmaster, she began training Sojiro's sons, Hanzo, who would have been in his mid to late teens at the time, and Genji, a few years younger than his older brother, so that would put him around his mid-teens. However, although still a small child, she also brought in Kiriko into these lessons as well. The two brothers quickly took a shine to Kiriko, adopting her as a niece-like figure especially Genji who would often steal sweets from servants for her or sneak off with her to the arcade in Hanamura. A few years pass and Sojiro Shimada is assassinated by the Hashimoto clan. Over the next several years, Hanzo assumes control of the Shimada clan, 
but the elders pressure him into forcing Genji in line, who has become too much of a liability. As things escalate, it's demanded that Hanzo kill his own brother, and in a brutal fight, he seemingly succeeds. However, Genji's life is unknowingly saved by Overwatch. Hanzo, believing he murdered his brother, rejects the Shimada clan and leaves, resulting in the clan declaring him an outcast. Genji, along with Cole Cassidy and others from the Black Watch division of Overwatch, return at some point and wipe out a large remaining force of the Shimada clan in an event that Cassidy claims to still be ashamed of to this day. So, with the Shimada clan leaderless, there's a power vacuum in place, and the Hashimoto clan, who assassinated Sojiro in the first place, steps in, taking control of Kanezaka and Hanamura. Kiriko's father was abducted by the clan and forced to forge weapons for them, and then held as collateral so that her mother would be forced to work for them as well, and not against them. Kiriko was, however, left in the dark about the full extent of what was happening at the time by her mother, and did not learn the reality about the situation until several years later. Around that same time, Kiriko moved in with her grandmother and adopted her surname, changing her name from Kiriko Yamagami to Kiriko Komori. She began serving as the primary shrine maiden at the Tetsuzen Shrine as her grandmother passed away. At this point, Kiriko would have been entering her early 20s and going out on her own for the first time, even getting her own apartment. However, the rage she felt against the Hashimoto clan never waned, which worried her mother as Kiriko vowed to liberate her community and her family from the clan's grasp. She eventually founded a small vigilante group of similar age, skills, and disposition. Together, her and her new friends, Ryota, Nobudo, Sakura, and others would disguise themselves with the masks of their chosen spirits, naming their gang the Yokai, a term used to refer to a class of spirits in Japanese folklore. The yokai would target and strike against specific points of the Hashimoto clan's business dealings, such as an arms shipment during the end of summer festival. Kiriko vowed then to strike fear into the Hashimoto, and that the yokai would forever remain a thorn in their side. So there we go, folks. All the dish on our favorite fox-enhanced female, and by far my favorite healer in the game, Kiriko. Don't forget to come find me over on youtube.com slash nerdsloth and twitch.tv slash nerdsloth for a bunch of game stuff and more. And remember, someone has to do the dirty work. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share this episode, as every little bit you do helps the show and helps me out tremendously. Know the Lore is recorded and produced by Nerdsloth. More episodes can be found at nerdsloth.com along with our other shows. You can find us on most social media platforms at nerdslothhq. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Afixia. Go to afixia.com to hear more. Presented by Nerdsloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. 
Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.